three minutes. And y'all just stand up and just receive it while she tells us. Um, thank you, God. Um, this year I've been believing, like everybody else said, dead freedom. And um, I started sewing in February um, just for supernatural acceleration, um, debt freedom. And I just didn't feel released to go get a part-time job, so I just stayed in faith about it. Um, I've been at the job I'm at for a little bit over a year now. Um, but at the time we were doing promotions, um, I hadn't been there for a year, so they said that I wasn't eligible for a promotion. Um, last, not last Sunday, the Sunday before, Pastor prayed with me and prayed out promotion. It was my birthday. He prayed out promotion for me. And um, two days later, someone on my, a director on my team put in their resignation. And so that so Friday, so you yes, got prayed for <laughs> two days later, by many of our teams, how our job started. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Friday, my supervisor said, hey, leadership has been talking. We want you to apply for this position. So I'm ready. I'm going to apply. So Sunday, Pastor gave me an amazing word, um, and I held on to that. And so Wednesday morning on the prayer call, Pastor said, if you have the faith for it and you'll receive it, well, help God will move by 5. Um, at 3.50 p.m., I got a call from the executive vice president. He is out, was out of town for the week. He, was, he, was, he wasn't at work. He pulled, he pulled his car over on the side of the road and called me to say that we've been seeing what you've been doing and we wanna offer you the position. And because I'm on that team, I don't have to apply for it. They're just gonna give me the position. was open when I started the job um, and he said we wanted you then but if I would have started then my salary would have been 15,000 less than what it is going to be now.
to know that things teach, preach, and say. No, no. Yo, we sample. Now, one of our words is going to fall to the ground. Amen, amen. If you'll carry it out. And I'm going to preach about that tonight. And I'll teach you a little bit because I don't you know, know how much hard preaching I'm going to do. But you're going to break through. Amen? Amen. I believe it all will build. And uh, I shall be done for a weekend. Amen. amen. And we're going to let you go home and you get some rest too. I'll have my sweet wife. Is that right? Of which I want to get excited because we got a lot of good things coming, but since we, we got the revelation of you can never give too much, who's excited about blessing her during the Oh, 
Oh, that was good. I wanted you to take, take more time. That, that is very good. And so thank you for that there because leave that scripture up there. Because at a certain point, y'all, like what Gabby demonstrated to us, thank y'all so much, it's got to become flesh. So you can get a lot of word, but is that word becoming flesh and dwelling among you? Like you, you actually growing in that. You, you know, some people probably was uh, put off earlier when I said, you know, and I'm preaching to those of you who, who are in the back hemisphere of the church. Well, turn around and look. Where are they now? You see the point? Right? No development. Right? No growth. So at a certain stage, what you've heard men of God say so often, including myself, why you come? Right? Well, I hope you're here. Because at a certain point, you want to make sure 
that your growth is evident to all. Y'all, that's why we're here at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's, Sister Rogers put it so well, all the rich word we get, all the, all the, the, the ministry. At a certain point, there has to be a report card on that. There's an assessment. There's an evaluation that says, you know what? I've been at KCC a year and a half, and, and Dagnabbit, I'm further along. I'm growing in God. And so that's what I'm going to do today. Is that all right? Amen. And that's going to break you through. I mean, you know, that'll get you your job, won't it? It'll get you your house. It'll do all that kind of good stuff. So let's, let's stay right there, guys. If they are cold, I understand it was cold earlier today. If you all will turn the air down, that would be great. All right? Just turn it down here so they won't be cold. Okay. But uh, we're going we're gonna to finish up uh, what we talked about this morning uh, relative, and this will really intrigue uh, some of you to come to the early morning classes but I had a PowerPoint on breaking addictive behavior. I'm going to do two things well. I'm going to do a little bit of this. Then I'm going to land at some of this stuff that I believe the Lord has brewing in my spirit. And then I'm going to let you go. <clears throat> Take an offering and then we'll let you go. But let's, let's just really look back at that PowerPoint. And uh, let's just get brought up on that concept of really breaking through, i.e. breaking uh, addictive behaviors. Because as Sister Rogers just articulated, Paul sent Timothy to find out, man, these guys are doing better now. These guys are healthier now. These guys have grown. How many of you in the church, you want to be able to say, I grew? Amen. Now look back over a series of messages and services. I mean, don't let us preach eight Sundays on finances and your money don't get any better. Think about that. And you got sisters around you talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt that was canceled and folk getting their salary doubled and all kinds of stuff. And you come out of that series and at no point does that revelation come alive to you. Isn't that right? So I want to walk through some of this because ultimately the only reason why that would be a person's result, that is the only reason why they won't be breaking through like they should breaking through at two, is something is stopping it. Something is getting in between you and breakthrough. And you know, Song of Solomon 2.15, technicalities, it's the little foxes that destroy the vine. I actually didn't quote that right. The Bible says, catch the little foxes. So at a certain point, you got to say, man, let me catch what's going on. What is milking my harvest? How do I put all this in, I'm speaking on your behalf, and by Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't have nothing. I don't have no faith. I'm still destitute. I'm still lacking. All right? So that's what breaking through is all about, is really plugging that valve, plugging that, that spout, making sure that uh, what you get, you keep. What's that scripture over in Mark chapter 4, that the persecutor came and came for the word's sake? And he stilled the word. Isn't that true? You know, I remember when I first started pastoring, I used to wonder, I said, man, how come people don't move forward faster? And, and, and this was way back in the, in the school days. And I remember talking to Pastor Rondi, and he told me, he said, man, yeah, Satan steals it. He said, no, 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 you're preaching a good word, but the devil steals it. He steals your word, y'all. He comes and he takes it, all right? And so it can't bear fruit because... It's gone. 
Isn't that right? That's why you can get a miracle, you can get a blessing, you can get a breakthrough, and you can go back on the breakthrough you got. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it could be a non-sustaining breakthrough. So we're going to be good stewards tonight, y'all, and I don't have a clicker, guys, but uh, uh, okay. And, and, and let's just, some of you were not in early morning class, but we talked about breaking addictive uh, uh, habits, and we said, for sin shall not have what? Dominion over you. Nothing shall have dominion over you. And, and I love it where the Bible says, nothing shall lord it over me, in so many words, all right? Nothing. And people start talking about how they have sugar addictions and, and other food addictions and other things of that nature. And, and, and that was good. Those are safe things to confess in the open market. And, and, and while we know that's the case, we know that there are other things that people deal with. And we put down the list of addictive behaviors like drug and alcohol, pornography. We said it's huge. You guys talked about food, negative emotions and thought patterns that keep people locked out. And, uh, and people, you can be addicted to people. But ultimately, what is Satan's objective if you look at the PowerPoint? He wants to make you a slave to something. Are you seeing this? Okay. So uh, not to put anybody on the spot. But what, what was Gabby's real difference in quick breakthrough? Obedience. Period. Full-hearted. All the way. Okay? And I will not allow anything to lord it over me. I will not be a slave to a lack of a confession. I'm going to tell my DP everything. And she did that, for the record. I'm going to pour my heart out and do whatever I got to do, and uh, whatever it costs. But I'm breaking, I'm breaking every habit that is stopping what God wants to do because Song of Solomon 2.15, it is the little foxes that do what? Destroy the vine. And to First Lady Rogers' point earlier, yes, you want to please your pastor and him to be able to look back and say, girl or man, have you grown? Isn't that right? But you know who ultimately it is that you need to be pleasing? God, both words are right. Both words are right, okay? You need to be saying, Lord, I want to be usable. In a house, there are many vessels, some to honor, some to dishonor. Is that in the Bible? And the Bible says, but let a man cleanse himself from the latter. In other words, whether or not I'm a vessel of honor has so much to do with what I'm willing to do, what I'm willing to abort, get rid of, stop. What is the solution to drug addiction? Stop. <laughs> it's not 28-day uh, treatment. It's not an alcohol program. The ultimate solution to a drug addiction is simply stop. Now, you use the 28-day program and all the groups and everything in between and professional counseling. Use all of that to help you stop. But ultimately, the real breakthrough is going to come when you what? Are we in a good class tonight, y'all? So if we start talking about this and really get down to it, the Bible says it's been one of my favorite passages for many years. It may be Psalm 84, 11. I'm not sure. Y'all refresh my memory. But I've been quoting it for years where God emphatically said, no good thing will I withhold from them that do what? Walk upright before me. So I was right. Psalm 84 and 11. Okay? That's a staple in my heart. So I don't know if I ever told you all this. I think I have, but 
some years ago, the Lord made a proposition with me, and we had this discussion. And, and I don't know, Kim, maybe you know where I'm going, but I, I'm not sure if I ever shared it with everybody in the room. So I, I thought I'd just take a moment and share it clear. You know, the Lord said to me as I was talking to him, Nina, I said, God, you mean to tell me all I got to do is obey you and I would be blessed beyond my wildest dreams? And he didn't give me a whole lot of discourse on it, record. Like, he didn't talk extensively. That's why the Bible calls it a word of knowledge. He gave me a word of knowledge. He said, you got it. That's it. I heard him right out of here. And that changed my life. That whatever it was, whatever vice that was in my life that didn't need to be in my life, if I was willing to move it out of my life, if I was willing to break up with anybody I'm not supposed to be with, stop doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. I never was a smoker or a drinker, but for the purposes of an example, if I was willing to not smoke and drink, if I was willing to comply with God, if I was willing to do everything God said do, my quality of life would be in akin to John 10.10. He told me that he came that I might have life. And how was I going to have it, Jeanette and Trey? I was going to have it more abundantly. And I love Amplified. Life to the full so it overflows. But your question, Sakar, what is it then? So if that's what's on the other side of this, come on, woman at the well, if only you knew the gift. Y'all remember that storyline? She'd already been with six men. Jesus told her, if only you knew the gift that was awaiting you. <laughs> you drank from a well that would never run dry. But somewhere in this, Satan dupes people gets you to bite the bait of your current bondage is somehow at least equivalent or better than the breakthrough God has for you. Think about it. So I'm going to stay with this knucklehead of a dude. When God got somebody on the other side of breakup that only wants to be with me. Now this guy right here if I wasn't around, he'd flirt with my sister. <laughs> and I, but I'm going to stay with him all because I don't want to go 10 nights without having a warm body next to me. And the momentary pain that it would take is so overwhelming that I choose to continue to put up with this. Well, pastor, make that more palatable. Some of you choose to put up with not exposing yourself. Think about that. You have gone now four, five, six, seven years with the same oppressive vice on you week in and week out, watch 10 other people blitz by you when you could have been done with that eons ago. It's quiet, but I'm talking right, right? He wants to make you a slave. So we gave you all that good foundation. We talked about that. We gave you a list of addiction. And we told you what drives the addiction. Everybody say pain. pain. All right? Pleasure, alignment, wrong company, impulsivity, just doing stuff off of a whim, and just go to fashion, negligence. Not staying kept. Kept in prayer. Amen. Getting up and seeking the Lord every morning, you know, kept in your word, kept in, in all those things that would, would, would grow your spiritual uh, uh, buoyancy. I should say it that way in God. Amen. I'm not going to be depressed when I'm worshiping. So I'm, I'm going to stay kept in worship, kept in my word, kept in fasting, kept in praying. Well, all of these things are the things that drive the addiction. Pleasure. Amen. Alignment. 
impulsivity, and pain. And I said it, all of these elements work together towards one demise in an addiction. So they work together. Then I put scripture on it, 2 Timothy 3 and 4. Traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than what? Lovers of God. Anybody in the room that has an addictive habit or something that is separating you from the love of God, your problem is housed somewhere in this. Reckless, traitors, conceited, pride has slipped in. But this is huge right here, guys. Lover of pleasure rather than what? Lovers of God. But I love God because the truth is, if you fall in love with God, guess what you're going to have? <laughs> Isn't that good, Joe? Candace, you think that's good? If I would just fall in love with God with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind, what do you think God's going to do? He's going to give you pleasure. No, he's a loving God. That's what he wants. He's not a God of torture. You know, you know what doubling your salary does for you? It takes the stress off of you. Whereas you would be concerned about how you might pay your student loan and your mortgage and your car payment and all those kinds of things. Now you can sleep every night knowing that you can put it on electronic withdrawal. Because God is a God of what? Pleasure. Oh, I know this is anointing. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. No, I want to bless you. The Bible says he lavishes his love on you. So what is it? Sakar, to your question, what is it that causes a person then to not come free? Solutions. We told you you need to expose it. Have no part with the unfruitful works of darkness. Rather do what? Expose them. Expose them. Amen? But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And then he tells you how to walk free from any bondage. Look carefully then how you walk. Do what? Look carefully how you walk. Some people can't look carefully from one service to another. <laughs> I said a mouthful. Are you seeing that? Good crowd in here today, but your, your fellow colleagues, they, they're not careful with their life, right? You, you, you can't be careful for two hours in a row. Isn't that interesting? But you, my friends, who come back to afternoon services for breakthrough and want to be filled with God and want to make sure you don't lose and, and, and don't fall short of his glory, you look carefully with how you walk. And if you're careful with your life, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be blessed. You're going to close on your house. You're going to close on all those things that God has for you. So what is it then, if these are all the promises that God has for people, what is the thing, Pam, that would be hemming people up? Well, first things first, you must be delivered. I figured it out. Y'all, I figured it out. There are mounds of people under the sound of my voice and we've taught you deliverance. We taught you self-deliverance. We taught you all kinds of ways to be delivered. We taught you DP meetings, confess your faults one to another. But I'm telling you without any prejudice and hesitation, the real issue for many of you under the sound of my voice who can't see the trees for the forest, who can't ever break out is you are in spiritual bondage. It's official and you need deliverance. That's it. Because what would make a man, come on, leave his gorgeous wife and go after a prostitute? 
No, really, break that down. That's got to be a spirit. Because pragmatically, it don't make no sense. Are you all in here? Do that make any sense? I have looked at people, Joe, who had a great fall. Maybe they're a major CEO or pastor or something good. They, just, they got it made in life. And they, they built a wonderful organization or ministry or whatever the case may be. And I, I've watched some just have a great fall. And, 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 and it occurred to me long ago, I didn't just learn this, that the only reason why a person would have acquiesced and made that kind of mishap is they must have been under the influence of a spirit. So we got to become more keen to this thing, all right? So you say you want to get off of sugar. You want to get off of this. You want to get off of that. Well, I don't know if there's a such thing as a sugar demon. <laughs> but I will tell you, there is a such thing as an impulsive spirit. If you are impulsive in anything, that is a spirit that has come to rob you in a particular area of your life. And you need to make the determination that you, sin will not have dominion over you in any area of your life. Somebody say amen to that. Okay. Now, in this culture, amen, you are not going to be kept just because you want to be kept. You're not going to make it just because you want to make it. <laughs> you are in a witchcraft culture. You're in a world that is loaded with evil. Everywhere you turn, amen, there is nothing but evil. I mean, y'all, when we got shows called Lucifer, do you know there are shows called Jezebel now? Do you know the, na- the very name? We got shows called Wicked. Isn't that true, man? So if you're in a culture like that, if the world is that aggressive, you're going to have to become what God said about Ezekiel. God said, they're hard, but I'm going to make you as hard as them. What are you going to make us as hard as them in? In the spirit to where I can rise above this. I don't know about you, but if you told me a demon was riding my back ill, I want it off. Now, that's me. If you told me someone was hampering and hindering my breakthrough, I'm telling you right now, we getting ready to go to war, baby. I'm getting ready to fight for my soul. You can't have my soul. No, devil, you can't. Have, no, somebody say that. Devil, you can't have my soul. No, you can't have my emotion. What am I doing depressed? That's got to be a spirit. What am I doing anxious and down and out and concerned all the time? That's got to be a devil. You can't have my soul. What am I doing broke? You can't have my money, and I'm going to demonstrate it by giving, as we talked about this morning. You can be oppressed in any area of my life. Your life, this is going to bless somebody real good. Some of you can't even make a commitment because of a spirit. Don't you think about that. Think about the men that can't make a commitment. Not only is he yoked up by a spirit of perversion, generally speaking, because he wants to have multiple women, but he can't make a commitment truly because he is afraid of commitment. Think about the people who can't even join a church. Uh-oh. Yo, that's profound, isn't it? You can join Bally Fitness, but you can't join... I said a mouthful right there. You can't commit to the house of God anywhere? Y'all, that's the spirit. Because in order to be a partaker of the commonwealth of any ministry, you do understand that you got to be a part of. (laughs) Did I just say something right there? So you see how many people who are under the guise of a spirit. What's going on with that? Lack of commitment. That's the spirit. 
That's the spirit. Amen. Especially if you're at a place where you would ultimately break through. Somebody say amen. So I figured it out. All right. Breaking through at two. There is always something trying to hinder your manifestation. If it's not riding you individually, it's going to try to ride something around you. So God made you a promise for a house. There are house demons that want to come and steal, kill, and destroy that promise. God made you a promise for a job. There's a job demon that don't want you to get that job. Let's take Sister Gabby's testimony. Can we disciple? Would she have gotten that job if she missed the prayer call on Wednesday? Stay with me. Would she? Would she have gotten that job if she didn't do the other prayer with pastor the week before? Are y'all getting anything out of this? So there's a sleeping demon that says get more rest. That knows that if you get to a call where your pastor talking about breakthrough and brother Reggie ministering on breakthrough and all these other things, that devil knows what's getting ready to happen if you get the revelation of what they're getting ready to teach. That's the spirit. What could be more important than the afternoon service? But somebody acquiesced to a spirit, and you know what they did? They missed God. And we got to get better at recognizing that you can miss God. Well, what causes you to not be at the bus stop? The sins and the weights that so easily beset us. The bus came. We're on Freedom Drive, all right? I think Pam teach me, but is that still number 34? Y'all may have changed the numbers by now. That's what it was when I was in college. But the 34 bus has come, okay? But it's up to you to be at the stop. But you're not going to get to the stop if a hag is riding you. Something hindering, something holding you back. You're not getting up for 6 o'clock prayer on a Sunday morning. What's that, Christian? <laughs> but you somewhere stacking somebody's boxes by 5.05 Monday through Friday. The devil ain't upset about you stacking nobody's boxes. But he knows if you get somewhere where they're praying and they're seeking God's face, that the move of God is going to come in your life the same way it's worked in everybody else's life around you. Y'all, I'm teaching right words tonight. I'm not preaching. I'm teaching right now. So first things first, we got to get delivered, y'all. You're going to have to get delivered. Somewhere in this, you're going to have to acquiesce to the power of God. Why do you need to get delivered? Well, let's look at Scripture because we moved into a time, the church did it to you, unfortunately, the fundamental church that does not believe in spirits, don't believe in powers of darkness, don't believe in the rulers of darkness of this age, principalities, spiritual wickedness in heaven places, spirits, powers, everything in Ephesians chapter 6, the four levels. Amen. They did it to you when they convinced you that somehow, way, that everything that happens in your life is because God had a better purpose. But everything that happened in your life is not because God had a better purpose. Some things that did not happen in your life did not happen because the purposes of the kingdom of darkness that did not want to see you have it were fulfilled. Can we please read the Bible? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Joe, will you do this demonstration with me? You're stronger than me. But uh, if you'll just play nice for a second. And, um, you know, uh, uh, we used to arm wrestle back in the day, you know, and, and that's what we would do for fun. 
Well, just look at this, okay? So Joe's putting up a little resistance, all right? Call him the Christian. Call me the guy that doesn't want to see him blessed. Well, we wrestling. There's a spirit that don't want to see this young man get married and have three kids. So, so what does that devil want to do? Get him strung out on drugs and alcohol. What, what does that devil want to do, him to do? Get him into womanizing. What, what does that devil want to do? Get him subdued. But, oh, he hears about Jesus. He's fighting back. He hears about spiritual warfare. He's fighting back. He hears about this church where you can go and grow in God. And he's fighting back. And before you know it, he subdues the enemy. And what the adversary wants to see happen doesn't happen. <laughs> Are you all in here? He got delivered. He got free. And what is this? Breakthrough at two? Guess what he did? He broke through. That's how you got your job. That's how you get your homes. That's how you get married. That's how you get everything. Man, you're going to miss your blessing over some hair? Arguing with the man of God about some hair. Well, keep your hair. <laughs> I learned a new skill. <laughs> I was talking to Pastor Rondi, and uh, I'm giving him credit for it because he taught it to me. He said, man, the next time one of your members come to you and tell you they, that they're sorry, they didn't listen. He said, um, remind them to apologize to themselves. Because them not listening didn't hurt you. Them not listening. Do y'all know I'm going home to peace, joy, and happiness? Regardless to whether you broke through. So you can't look over your glasses at me because I'm going to go home and I'm going to get an ice cold, what y'all call them waters we be drinking? Sparkling water. Oh, gosh, I'm going to get a pineapple coconut one after this service. And I'm going, I, you know, I got these power recliners in my theater room and, and the blue lights come out of the bottom and I'm just going to go. And I'm just going to sit there and I'm going to watch a movie and I'm going to fall asleep and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to fall asleep and I'm going to have a wonderful afternoon in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will still be going home talking about all that stuff pastor said ain't right. So you don't need to apologize to me if you want to sleep with your boyfriend one more time. You don't need to apologize to me if you want to be oppressed of the devil. You don't need to apologize to me if you don't believe in seed time and harvest. I'm still going to raise my offer. I'm going to do another one today. Yeah, that's up to you. Because ultimately, everything that I teach is something that God has performed in me. I believe in health and healing because he healed my body. I believe in wealth and riches because he blessed me beyond my wildest dreams. I believe in working the program of holiness, and that's how I got a wife. Everything that I'm teaching you is something that over the past 30 years of my life has been proven out of my own life, and I think I qualified to help somebody go ahead and break through. If you're in here and you're tired of life where it is right now, will you just give God one of those humble praises and, Father, whatever, whatever I need to get rid of, Lord, Lord, whatever it is I need to stop doing, show it to me. I'm ready to break through. No, you don't need to be sorry to me. You need to apologize to yourself for setting yourself back six more months. Matthew chapter 12, verse number 43. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest. And what does he do? Finds none. Then he says, I'm going to return. Now he possessing you. He done called you his house. 
You know what I need everybody oppressed to do? Get mad about that. I don't know about you, y'all, but I'm the type of guy, because I got some testosterone, as I said a few years ago. Amen. I'm the type of guy, like, I don't like people to handle me and my own stuff. Like, that, that don't go over well with me. Like, you can't come to my house and tell me what we're going to do next. Like, come in the door and say, yeah, I think what we're going to start off doing is watch some TV. No, come on, let's go upstairs first. No, 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 you, you, you can't do that. Like, you, you're at my house. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Right? So when the devil starts saying stuff like, I'm going to return to, he possessed you like that. That's kind of like some who's your daddy type stuff. <laughs> That's some backhanded, like, I'm, co- I'm coming to my house. Y'all, what in the world? I mean, is he Ike and I'm... You're not getting ready to treat me like that. You're not handling me in kind of way. Y'all catching a hole. So, no, pornography, you're not slamming me. You mean to tell me I could actually have a real thing and I'm sitting here messing around looking at a picture? You missed it. I said when I get of age, I can have the real thing and I'm sitting here consumed with a picture. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. There's no way in the world I would be hooked on pornography. When all I got to do is obey God, get in faith, and get a real wife. You guys missed it. That's crazy. Amen. So you're not coming back to your house. And see, a lot of you think it's going to be because you come down here after service and I say, come out of her. And I know how to do that. And I've done that for many of you. But here's what I recognize. I do that come out of her. But because you don't seal up the house. They come back to their house. But when I see you again next week, you worse off because he brought some more wicked Then the first time around, now instead of seven demons, come on, you got something like 16. Oh, can we find that in scripture? I'll return to my house from which I came, and when he comes and finds it empty and swept, he and put in order. You had a good time at breaking through at two. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more. Because you didn't go home and tighten your buckle. He comes back with seven spirits more wicked than himself. They enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man since the service when he got the devil cast out is worse than it was the first time. So it will be with this wicked generation. Well, I make a proclamation for everybody under the sound of my voice who's ready to really be delivered. This time when you get delivered by faith, you are going to stay delivered because not only are you going to clean the house, you're going to fill the house. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm not going back. So whatever it is. Yeah, I'm not going back. So I'll give you a little model that's going to help you stay delivered. Are you glad you came to church? Yeah, a little model. I call this the act delivered model. (laughs) I wrote this for you, for your pleasure. Told you, man, I'm I'm earning my bonus, y'all. Amen. I didn't get this off the internet, but I've been praying and studying. I said, man, if I got a bunch of young ladies oppressed of the devil, I got to help them. 
If I got some men uh, jacked up by spirits of pornography, I got to help them. If I got young people that's trying marijuana and vaping, I got to help them. But let's come out of those substance abuse domains. If I got people who know, amen, that a house or land or something belongs to them, amen, I got to help them understand that they are not going to lose this house off of some discouragement. They are not going to lose their new job off of, amen, a lack of faith. Somebody say amen. So the act delivered model is clear. Number one, you need an awareness that this is a problem. This is not something that I'm giving myself a pass on. In my field, we call it minimizing. I will not minimize this issue. Every day that I stay undelivered is a day that I'm falling further and further behind schedule. So I will not minimize or rationalize this. I am aware that this is a problem. This is an addiction problem of whatever nature, despondency, depression, on up to cocaine and women, on up to alcoholism, you take your pick, whatever it is. Some of us just can't make a commitment. Yo, that's a problem. That's an issue. I'm aware of that. Dad wouldn't marry a woman. Granddad wouldn't marry a woman. Now in my generation, I'm 47 and I can't find a woman. That's a spirit. Wasting all your years of testosterone and productivity only to finally settle down when you're 68. Come on, brothers. Man, if that was me, I'd get delivered. Amen. I remember when I got ready to get married and I wasn't oppressed of the devil, but uh, the truth is, it just hit me like a lightning bolt. I said, man, this is for the birds. All this single go-by-yourself stuff, I'm going to get me my best friend. I'm going to get a wife. Amen. How many brothers in here, you still like a woman? Amen. (laughs) Just making sure. Hmm. Yeah, look at the man of God standing up. I know that's right, Carter. Thank God for Felicia. Ain't that right, Felicia? No, no, we like a a woman and our woman. Not just any woman, our woman. Somebody say amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. But what does Satan try to do? Oppress you from that. Keep you in the tailspin of life. Keep you in, 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 in a continual, perpetual cycle of I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. This is my season. This is my time. I'm breaking through. Guys, I'm telling you as one who is fully delivered, if that were me, I would get aggravated with the devil. I start punching him in the mouth. I would get so serious about God and about my deliverance. I would say to myself, here I am going into the month of what? May? You mean to tell me I'm at another mid-year point? You will not rob me of another year of what I know God says I can have. You will not. You will not. If I got to fast and pray Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays for the rest of this year, this time come out by fasting and praying, I'm going to do what God said do to be free. I realize this is a problem. Some people only need to fast one day a week. Maybe you need to stack it up. You might need two or three. I'm not, I'm not, if it's a problem. Because it's not going to be, y'all, I promise you, if the Lord tell me to do it today, I'll do it. I'll cast the devil out of you. But it's not because you answered the altar call. At a certain point, you got to learn independent deliverance. 
where you can walk throughout your week and say, you know what, God promised me this new vehicle, this new car, and I am not changing my mind about what God said. I am going to stand on this job, and they are going to call me any moment now. Now, I heard about the job six months ago, but I'm standing on it, right? I'm not changing a thing, and I'm going to be at peace because I'm in my season of breakthrough. I will not be hampered and hindered by anything. Nothing will lord it over me, and I'm so serious about this. I'll do whatever I got to do. If I got to start watching movies for the rest of the year, who cares? Who cares? If I just got to take the word in all the time to be delivered, I'm just going I'm to take, take the word in. See, we need to start getting a revelation of the power of demons. Are y'all listening to me? So, for example, if you've been delivered from some sexual perversion, namely homosexuality, you don't have any lag time. Because a homosexual demon is something you got to keep your foot on the neck of. You got to slaughter that spirit. Amen. You got to hang it like Joshua did the kings. But before that, you know what he did? He kept his foot on the neck. Y'all, some things, some vices... You, no, you just got to keep it under you. <laughs> so start trying to seep up again. Oh, I bind you, devil. Because even when you get born again, your flesh doesn't get born again. But my brother who's been delivered from homosexuality, the further you get away from it, the further you move out from all the stuff you used to do in that bucket and domain, like the person we talked about this morning who smoked and had the indentions in their fingers, guess what? The body even starts to mend. Am I teaching deliverance? See, your flesh has learned how to act undelivered. Your flesh, those of you who've had long-term illnesses, that's why Jesus would ask them questions like, how long has he been this way? Your flesh learns to operate in a certain situation. Okay? But when you finally kick it, you got to stay on. I got a message I'm going to preach to you soon enough that says what you did to get it, you got to do to keep it. You got it by faith. Guess how you're going to keep it? That's how you're going to keep it. Are you all in here? So you got to know that this is a promise, a problem, and then you got to move into counsel. Counsel, counsel, counseling, counsel. All right? Somebody who's walking with you. Accountability is crucial. If you got a stubbornness or heart issue, get somebody that you check in with and say, hey, how, how, how you perceiving my heart here recently? If you got an issue with some other thing in your life, have somebody, how's my attitude doing? Wives, you, you, you tend to be off-colored and you get tripped out every now and again. Amen. Your husband is there to cleanse you with the washing of the water of the word. Ask him, you know, babe, you know what? I've been trying to work on being moody all the time. Have I been vibrant this week? And the husband, when she asks you that question, because I don't believe in all that old Jezebel stuff. We all know, don't get in the doghouse now. No, if she asks you that question, you give her an honest answer. Now, babe, I'm going to tell you, you was doing real good. Now, but when the school called and said little Johnny was sick, you know, I saw you start lagging in faith just a little bit. But overall, you've been on your A game. Because ultimately, if we're going to stand in these last, in what kind of days? Evil days. Guess what we're going to have to be? Boing it. We have to be strong in the Lord. So you go and you get counsel, all right? Accountability, okay? But then, as I've already taught, you need tenacity. And I like this little caterpillar image that, that, that we chose for this because you know, you know what makes a caterpillar into a butterfly? Tenacity. Tenacity. At first, they're an ugly old bug. 
then they got to be patient enough to go through a cocoon stage. You know how much tenacity it takes to get up the tree, to get in all the right places, to make sure you don't get stepped on or eaten by some birds. You got to be tenacious. You got to be the kind of person that don't just lay down because you got a hit. You got healed of a condition and try to crawl back on you. Be tenacious and push back. No, when I got delivered the first time, I really did get delivered. And Satan, you're not going to put this symptom back on me. I bind it in Jesus' name. Take your hands off of me right now. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. And man, it may linger a few more moments, but watch. In a minute, it just lifts. That's tenacity. I'm, 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 I'm afraid we raised up too many jellyback Christians. We got to get people back into what Lester Summerall called militant Christianity to where, no, 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 no. You're not bringing me back to, to, to this. I'm not going back to that. I've been delivered from that. And why does the Bible say, and he who the sun sets free is what? Free indeed. Because it's, it's a double emphasis on the fact that uh, you're not just free, but you're walking it out. You are free and deep. Everybody say, I'm not going back. So I'm almost done for the night. But uh, this whole concept of act, deliver, really carry it out. I think that's my last slide, correct? Okay. Okay. I got something else up there. Let me make sure so I don't leave something out for the people of God. All right. Um, click it for me, Tony. It's not working on my end. All right. There it is. All right. That was sort of a wrap up piece. But uh, when you get delivered, real quick, and then I want to show you something that I brought out that's going to help you really receive from the Lord. Y'all still okay? Yeah. We talked about buoyant Christianity, right? Okay, so if spirits get into people because they find a house swept clean, that is because, mom, that house has not been filled with the Holy Ghost. It has not, not only been delivered, but you didn't put something back. You didn't put the blood of Jesus on you. You didn't put the Holy Ghost where it belongs, okay? So now, once you put him back where he belongs and you get filled with the Spirit and you get delivered and you, you cast that devil off of you, you take authority. You don't have to wait the Sunday morning to take authority. The Bible says we renounce the hidden things of darkness. You do your self-deliverance and all those kinds of things. Well, in John 5 and 13, Bible says, but the man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away while the crowd was there. Afterward, Jesus found the man at the temple and said to them, see, you have been made well. Do y'all see that? See, you have been made well. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Do y'all see that? Well, what does that mean, though? So what I did to get it, I got to do to keep it. Well, I'm going to be in place. I'm going to church. You know where I ought to be able to find you tomorrow morning at five? In prayer. Six o'clock, depending on your work schedule, prayer to kick your day off. All right? Don't do it again. If you don't want to be discouraged again, you got to keep that house full up with joy. So the only thing you're listening to is we're blessed in the city. <laughs> right? Why do you revert back to easy listening music the day after you get delivered? You don't got time for, amen, uh, uh, I'm easy like Sunday morning. You, you're not... y'all, y'all, are y'all in here tonight? You don't have time for that right now. Amen. And for God's sake, you don't have time for as we lay. The very essence of the song is adultery. 
But that can just come in. Forget the scripture that says evil communication corrupts good manner. But you want to stay delivered. And see, the problem is people, Pam, want their pastor to do their Christianity for them. And that's why some of you stay underdeveloped because you can't wait to get to Pastor Gabe. But if you would carry out Pastor Gabe's maintenance plan and actually get up and have a regimen breaking through. And I love this. And staying through would be an easy thing. Because you're so far removed from it, it has no place. It has no, it has, y'all, I, there, there is nothing about some of the vices I see people going through that I want any part of. I'm not interested in it. I'm so far removed from it. Well, how do you keep it out, June? Go and sin no more, lest something worth happen. I'm going to stay fortified. I'm still fortified off of the word Pastor Gould gave me at my anniversary in 2010. I'll never become unfortified. He's in heaven right now, but you know what I still do? I fortify. I fortify all the time. I fortify so much that in order to be on my prayer, on my care team, guess where you got to be? In prayer. That was fortifying this morning. Are you all listening to me? No, we fortified over here. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, we need some people who love God, who love the things of God, who are spiritual, who are pressing in with God. We in the last days. Muslims pray to the east. Teach their children to do it. Witches train up a whole nother generation while Christians lollygag at some sports league all week long and think you're going to have the power to come against a whole nother crew that's more buoyant in what they do than what you do in your own stuff. I'm teaching the right word tonight. We got to become buoyant. It's not prayer that works. It's the effectual what? Fervent prayer. Come on, technicality crowd. The effectual Fervent prayer that does what? Avail it much. You're going to take four Sundays off during, during, during the summer because you just need a little time? <laughs> Why do you need vacation from God? <laughs> Amen. Let the elevator go to the top. That don't mean you can't go on vacation. You understand exactly what I'm saying. All right? But all of this, I just, you know, I just can't take it today. Well, there you go. And that's why you're not delivered. Go and sin no more unless something worse happen. And when a man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. Now, I wrote this down. I hope you'll get this concept. What's the worst thing that can happen to you? What is the devil's migration plan? So if he has started you out on porn, where does he ultimately want to get you? Somebody said dead, and that's exactly right. But he, on his way to death, is going to take you through a series of perversions. It is not going to stay at pornography. It's going to migrate first, young man, to one woman. Then, because it's a demon and it is not marital sex and gratification, and any sex that is impure is going to migrate to perverted sex. Perverted sex turns into debaucherous sex. Then you add in people and things. And debaucherous sex includes people of the same sex. A whole lot of brothers, you ask a man, you battle any homosexuality? Oh, oh, oh no, man. No, I never do that. I'm going to be tactful. There's kids in the room. But you battle any, any spirit of homosexuality at all? No, no, no. I, I just watch a little pornography. Okay, when you watch pornography, is, is, it, is it too 
a man and a woman only, or, or have you ever watched a threesome? If you've ever watched a threesome, guess what you battle with? You know, two naked men in a bed equates to homosexuality, even if you had a woman. Something about two men and a woman doing some real perverted stuff gets you there. That is the Satan's migration plan, which opens up the gateway to do you doing stuff that a year or two ago you would have never thought you would have done. Guys, I'm telling you, people in Hollywood drink blood and have orgies with 50 people at a time. They do stuff and they don't, it's so dark in the room, they don't even know who they doing it with. <laughs> Debauchery. And that's Satan's plan. Hence all the EDs, speaking in code, adults. All right, now a young man can't function and, and get things going the way he wants to get it going with a pure woman because the brain has made all kind of new cuts and new perversion. And after your body has gone through all of that, amen, that's why Paul said, one who does this sins against his own body. It takes deliverance to get your body's appetite even back right. Because you know, your body done contorted and did stuff it was never supposed to do. But everybody say, thank God for the blood of Jesus. Come on, don't be condemned, but come on, say, thank God for the blood of Jesus. And that's why we need deliverance. And if you're glad that it's available, shout hallelujah in the house of God. So what's his migration plan? What does he want to do? All right. And then what are you doing today that is a gateway to something else? Isn't that good, Dave? What's the, what's the gateway plan? So closing the gate. And I'm, and I'm going to stop. What then does it take to really be a Christian in this hour? And now I want to go to my notes. We're we going to close, close the gate. This is it. Now, this is how you're going to get to it. I'm, I, I can pray for some people if you need me to. I'll join my faith with you on a corporate letter, y'all. We're not going to be here at 7 o'clock tonight. Okay. But, but really, ultimately, ultimately, was this good tonight, y'all? Ultimately, what I'm showing you here, which are, as First Lady put it, by the way, things we've already taught you, you're going to have to be steadfast. Acts 2 and 42 says, and they did what, Dominique? They continued, but they not only continued, faith technicality, how did they continue? Steadfast. I don't just go to church, I participate in church. I don't just pray, I pray in faith. I don't just go to a life group, uh-oh, and have my camera off the whole hour while I'm doing something else and not putting myself in it. No, I block out this hour recognizing that I have an opportunity to get my thought life right. I have my pad and paper and I'm hungry for what I'm going to get tonight. I'm steadfast. We don't do those groups uh, uh, just to mark time. Don't have time for that. I, mean, I told people in my life group uh, not long ago, and y'all know this as a church, amen, if you can't turn your, your camera on, drop out for right now. Take it next year. Are you listening to me? But we need people in this group that's tapped in and buoyant and participating, and when we start praying and taking authority, no, we want you praying and taking authority. Are you all listening to me? Right? I don't have time to be halfway. I am continuing how? Steadfast, but what you going to continue in? The apostles' doctrine and in fellowship 
and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Tony, if y'all have that document on the seven categories of the apostles' doctrine, we're going to look at those momentarily. But if you do that, what is the acronym? You will be safe. <laughs> is that good, Deja? If you do this, you're going to be a delivered Christian. Because guess what you are? Steadfast. No, you pray Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You never take a break from prayer. Because you know what you are? You steadfast. You don't take a break from tithing. He opens up the windows of heaven, pours you out blessings, and he rebukes the devourer because you tithe. You always tithe. You know why? Because what are you? Steadfast. You, you don't take a break from the things of God. Now, on your date night, can you listen to some good, light Christian jazz? Come on, y'all. Let the elevator go to the top. It's romantic time. And that's why God gave you a wife. God was so exhaustive. We do this on marriage retreats. But he's so exhaustive, he told married couples the parts of their spouse's body to enjoy. In scripture, yes. Yes, he did. Because God is comprehensive. That's why he gave us marriage. Anything God gives you, Satan gives you the perverted version of it. So God gave you a pure, dainty, sweet wife with all the faculties you need to be satisfied. Satan wants to give you a pornographic habit. But you continue how? Steadfast. And the apostles' doctrine, we'll look at the seven categories momentarily, and like you did, good job, church, and in fellowship. Man, it warmed my heart to go up to the community building. After I got cleaned up in my own office, I went up top, amen, threw my brim hat on and looked in the room. And look at all the saints that are in fellowship and in breaking of bread. Now, let's look at scripture, Keisha. If the Bible told us that they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking bread and in prayers, that must be the reason why the church at Acts was so strong. These are the things that they did that kept them. <laughs> Did y'all get that? They ate together. They prayed together. They worshiped together. They couldn't wait for the next service. I'm so glad, I think, increased night is next week, if I'm not mistaken. I'm so glad we got another evening service next week. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, because that's what keeps believers. Keeps believers. Keep you steadfast. What are we going to talk about tonight? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about the Holy Ghost. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about angels. Did you know you need every lesson in the Bible? So whatever they're teaching, I'm going. I just want more of it. Maybe we'll talk about a little bit of money at night. Maybe we'll have, like we have next Sunday, we'll have marriage class in the morning and singles class and, and whatever else. But you know what? All that stuff is going to keep me steadfast. My God, Dave, I love being a pastor. Because it keeps people steadfast in Christianity. Are you all listening to me? And you grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So they were safe because they were steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and what? Not just prayer. What kind of prayer? Like we did this morning, the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous. The church has got to get back to praying, y'all. You know what I've been praying for lately? Evangelistic fire to come on many of us. That we go and reach the lost that we go and share the gospel of Jesus with people, that we become so serious about this Christian product that we have to sell, that we go and we win masses for the kingdom of God. But guess what? 
You cannot do that if you're oppressed by a devil yourself. Satan is doing a darn good job of keeping most people consumed with their own affairs that they have no ability or power to reach anybody else. By the time you get through with your own stuff, you're so tired and worn out and, and, and through that you're pooped. So the minister somebody else is, it ain't happening. One of the remedies that'll help you walk delivered is to start ministering to other people. Put your problems on the back burner and stop worrying about stuff that ain't a problem. And tell somebody else about Jesus. And then the church had asked, what does it do as a result? Grows. <laughs> grows. Grows, grows, grows. Steadfastness, apostles' doctrine, fellowship, and effective prayer. Real quick, y'all still here? Put it on the screen, Tony. What are, what are those seven levels? What are the apostles' doctrine? Y'all remember this? Evangelism. Faith. Come on, it's in your notebook already. Family. Family. What's your family time? Come on. What we're preaching these days. Finances and prosperity. What I just got through preaching about seven or eight weeks on. Sensitive to the spirit. The Holy Ghost. Number six, the authority of the believer. Spiritual warfare. Amen. What Brother Reggie is going to do a life group on next month. Health and healing. But you can't just continue in those doctrines. How do you got to continue in them? Steadfast. And through what else? Fellowship. And through what else? Prayer. If you're deficit in any of these areas, that ought to be the area that you're praying in. I ordered so many uh, study helps over the last week and little devotionals and just books. I just like having Bibles and books all around me. And I, I just ordered some new material and, and I'm doing this 30 or 40 day devotional right now with, with a pastor from way back when he was a spirit filled pastor and he had the revelation of evangelism. So now every morning that I go in my prayer room, I'm studying him. I'm studying his devotion. He had that evangelism revelation. Amen. I need to help my church get that revelation. So I'm studying somebody who won the masses. I'm steadfast in that. Because we have got to crack this nut. We got to, y'all. We over here on a treasure. <laughs> and we got we, we to get standing room only. We got to crack this nut. Amen. We need to be building a colossal church over here or something. Because we can't even house all that's coming in. I thank God for the full sanctuary on Sunday morning. Don't get me wrong. But, y'all, there's another level. So, uh, you know, I still study prosperity, but I'm prosperous. I study marriage, but right now I write books to help other people get married. Got a little one coming out real soon. All right? So those things that I do now relative to those domains and buckets. I still do my financial confessions almost every day. I do my faith confessions. I do my health confessions. That keep me on, uh, uh, from being oppressed. But Dave, what area is my church lacking? Evangelism. So I got I to not only have that revelation myself, but I got to be praying that out so that some of you get a fire to understand that we're in the midst of one of the greatest revivals we've ever been in, and it's time to win more people to Jesus than a little bit. All right? But that is the whose doctrine? Apostles' doctrine. Am I doing okay on a Sunday afternoon? I'm almost done. So now let's make all this fit relative to you, amen, and everything that God wants you to have. Go to Isaiah 14, 27. And if you're not tired, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm very serious about this word, and I'm going to let you go soon. Now, what God promised over your life cannot be stopped. 
I thought I'd get a shout right there. I said, what God promised over your life cannot be stopped. What God says is yours cannot be stopped. There is no force that can stop it. Well, how do we know that's true? The Bible says, for the Lord of hosts has purposed. He has a plan and a purpose. Anybody ever heard of an annulment in marriage? People just get married. There's a certain amount of window of time where they can go and annul it. What does that mean? Break the commitment. All right, break the covenant. So he says the Lord has purpose and who will what? Annul it. Who will stop it? He, his hand is stretched out and it's a rhetorical question. And who is it that exists that can turn his hand back? Who is it out there that can stop God from doing for you? Is that blessing you, Denise? What he said he's going to do. Come on, breakthrough crowd. What God has promised your life cannot be stopped. The only thing that can make that promise not come into fruition is me. It's me. Whether or not I get it in my generation is up to me. Whether or not somebody else reap all the harvest of everything I did is up to me. Because what God promised is coming. It cannot be stopped. Amen. Make it so myopic. God made you a promise of that house. No, everybody say, no, that's my house. house. Amen. Nobody can stop that house from coming to you. All you got to do, amen, is stand tall and stand strong. Amen. And Mitchell, I got a witness. There's a house coming your way. Yeah, I got a witness. But all all you got to do. See, that's why you go to church in the afternoon, because you can believe his word and be established and believe his prophets. And you'll prosper. Amen. This whole service was worth it just for that moment right there. I stirred, faith stirred enough and it just, it just came right here. Boom. I, yeah, tell them a house is on its way. Amen. It won't be long either if you'll receive it by faith. So um, the devil can't stop it. Nobody can stop. It's up to you as a rather not, you want it stopped. Somebody say amen. amen. That message passed along preach. If you don't stop the blessing. It'll make you rich. That's true. If you won't stop it, if you won't get in front of it, if you won't kick it, if you won't quit, amen, you are going to manifest everything God said that is yours. Amen. So the blessing cannot be stopped. So Pastor Rogers, how then, sir, do we bring this thing into full fruition? Because you just told us we got to stay steadfast. Is that right? Well, come on, two more scriptures, and I promise I'm done. I'm not going to go any further past this, lest the Holy Ghost says it. So if a house is swept clean, and that's what causes a demon to come back and backhand you and re-inhabit his place, then the real remedy for breaking through is for you, and I'm going home off of this, to be full of faith and power. Look at Acts 6 and 8. Acts 11 and 24, and that's enough for the evening. Amen. And Stephen was what? Full. What was he, class? Well, if you're full of something, can you get anything else in it? Did y'all catch this? If this water, you know this water is full, this bottle is full of water. You cannot, you cannot. There's about a quarter of an inch left to put something in it by, by all intents and purposes. Amen. By the laws of matter alone. Guess what? It's full, baby. You know why I'm not going back to my old girlfriend? I'm full. You know why you're not going back to your old boyfriend? 
You fool. You know why you're not going back to pornography? You full of God. There's a high on God that, come on, drugs, alcohol, and porn can't shake a stick at. You ever been in the presence of the Lord? And you get so full of God, and the good news is, is when you come out of his presence, you don't have the repercussions of low emotions and feeling like a beam is going to drop on your head and, and, and all kinds of evil and wicked things are going to come into your life because of it. You got to remain full of what? Faith and power. And as a result, great signs and wonders are going to happen in your life. Man, that's good stuff. Is that blessing you today? I'm full of what? Faith and power. Power. Come on, what's Gabby's difference? Full of faith. I believe this word. I'm breaking through by five o'clock. I believe I receive it. I'm not changing anything. I decree it. I stand on it. I'm full of faith and power. And I don't care what it looks like. I don't look at the things that are seen. I'm full of faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. I told you those were my last two scriptures. Come on, look at one more. Everybody say that's enough. Oh, man. Come on, Acts 11 and 24. Oh, boy, this relates to to Barnabas, and we're going home. He was a good man. Everybody say moral character. So he was upstanding. He was doing some stuff right. That'll keep you from being oppressed of the devil after you get delivered. He was a good man, but same thing, just like Brother Stephen, he was full, well, same word, power, because you'll receive power. Is this okay, Linda? When are you going to get power? After the Holy Ghost has come on. So he was full of two things, same thing Stephen was full of, faith technicality. He was full of the Holy Spirit, which is power, and of faith. And a great many people were what? Added to the Lord. I'm getting it, God. Thank you. Turn this church into a people of prayer. Turn this church into people who are steadfast and buoyant in God. Turn this church into people who would rather be in prayer instead of out in the vestibule talking. Turn this church into people who are hungry for the things of God, not just filling up a notebook because it looks good to do it. But they're steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, and you put that pressure on them and demand it. Demand it for use. Demand it. Are you listening to me? Demand it because they're going to win in their own life and they're going to win in the church if you do what? Demand it. Hallelujah. Did you know men of God aren't the only ones who's supposed to have power? Hear what I just said? You're supposed to be full of faith. Are we doing okay tonight? So you all know all the faith principles. We're not going to go through all that tonight. But uh, you believe it? You speak it, and you act in faith. You do something by faith. You honor God in faith, and you keep decreeing it, and you keep releasing power, and you keep releasing thanksgiving, and you stay buoyant in it. If it don't manifest today, you get up tomorrow morning and do the same thing. Push repeat, and you don't change your mind. And by the time you do all of that, you don't have time for a bad relationship. (laughs) Bad relationships will get on your nerves. You ever had somewhere to be and somebody was holding you up? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Or, or you talk to somebody and they just talk too long and you have something else you got to be to? Well, that's how you got to get relative to your Christianity. Boignant in faith. Are you all in here? Everybody say, boignant in faith. 
No, I'm going to be buoyant. I'm going to be, what am I going to be? Steadfast. And I love it. My one of my wife's favorite scriptures, be ye steadfast, immovable, always abounding. What am I not only, I'm not only in the work of the Lord, what else am I doing? I'm abounding it. Do y'all know, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, golly, man, I'm, you know, I'm preaching. I sure am tired. No, I'm abounding. I'm, I'm going to sit down when I'm done. People can do whatever they want to do on this message right now, but you know what I am? I'm steadfast. I'm buoyant. I got a baby to deliver. How many women in here, you remember having your baby? Some of you were blessed to spit them out in about two, three hours. Others of you, labor and delivery lasted a little longer. Well, you didn't just close up shop and say, I quit, I'm going home. No. <laughs> no, you stayed there and you pushed until. I can't imagine. I can't relate. Hallelujah. But I can't imagine the pain and the soreness and the travail and just being totally worn out. I, I, I can't imagine it. But you have something you need to get out. So you were born until that thing Amen. That's how we got to be church about our debt freedom. I'm not sitting here being the people of God. Amen. Owing people. We're the people of God. You don't owe no man nothing but to. Come on. Yeah. So you're going to push that out. You're going to be what in faith? Buoyant. Steadfast. All right. Strong on. So y'all, that's the solution to deliverance. You're not going to stay delivered. And y'all, I promise you, I don't even feel led to do this today. I'm not going to knock you down with a pound of oil at the altar and a bunch of other stuff. You know, nothing wrong with it. And it's not funny because sometimes that's what you need. But actually, what's going to get you delivered today? What is it? Application. <laughs> that's right. We're going to pray corporately. We're going to call altar call, that kind of good stuff. But you're actually leaving church today with more than what you would generally get just because I laid my hands on you. Now, I will lay my hands if the Lord tells me to do it. But at a certain point, the Bible says that the word was taken because they didn't understand it. They didn't understand it. They didn't understand it. So that's what robbed them of their victory. So, y'all, that's the revelation. That's the revelation of breaking a habit. You can have the habit of drugs. You can have the habit of discouragement. You can have the habit of, I don't know if God's going to come through. God's already come through. But you're leaving here today full of faith and power. Strong in the Lord, Ephesians 6 and 10. And then the what? Power of his might. Come on, let's stand to your feet. Come on, Brian. Play me some music and, you know, some strong music, though. I, I, I want to stay in this deliverance atmosphere. Hallelujah. 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 Strong right there. Amen. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as Lord, amen, you don't, you don't know him. You're not sure that you're saved. You're not 100% sure that if you died today, you'd be going to heaven. I want you to come on down now and receive.